Hell, you could say that 10,000 times and it still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake and bake! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. They're both verbs. Awesome. <laughs> is going under, um, our pets, our horses, everything's going under back there. I mean, there's nothing left, nothing. This is awful. This is, this is the worst ever. They're losing everything. We are joined here today with Kurt Jostis from Camp Restore. How are you doing, Kurt? I'm doing very well this morning. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it is a pleasure to have you on. And I know that uh, perhaps uh, Kurt is, the, for everybody's sake, Kurt is a, the deputy director of RIA, RAI Ministries, and they work with Camp Restore. And that's, uh, of course, we've had a lot of flooding going on down there. Thought it would be a good time to have them on. I know that uh, Director uh, David Goodine might be able to join us in a little bit, but uh, tell us uh, a little bit about Camp Restore, and then we'll kind of get into what's going on there, and hopefully we can find some, get some college students down there to help you out. But uh, tell us a little bit about Camp Restore first, if you wouldn't mind. Well, originally, Camp Restore was formed as a volunteer camp uh, responding to Hurricane Katrina back in 2006. And we host and equip volunteer groups of all ages all around the country who come and join us down here in New Orleans, who uh, we then connect with all sorts of local churches and nonprofits and missions uh, to join them in their service and uh, to work alongside our local community and our local churches as we go out and reach out and love our neighbors. Um, and so we've been doing that the last 10 years. And now we also have a satellite camper store up in Baton Rouge out of Trinity Lutheran Church. And uh, and we're working now to respond to the, the recent flooding that just occurred up there in, in uh, the Baton Rouge area. Tell us a, tell us a little bit about the flooding, uh, for the, especially for those that maybe have been off somewhere else in the country not paying attention. Uh, what What is it like on the ground right now? Well, uh, you know, the original... Uh, Storms that came through about a week ago dumped in, in some areas. They dropped over 30 inches of rain in 24 hours, wow. which uh, if you've been to Louisiana before, we can certainly have some pretty heavy rainstorms, but uh, 30 inches is a, quite a bit more than even what we are typically uh, used to. And and so there were these wide uh, areas uh, that received that much rain and um, <laughs> places that have never flooded before, places that are very high, um, out of the floodplain, at least what we thought was the floodplain, uh, received very substantial flooding uh, over the last five days. And it is even still um, affecting certain parts of, of, uh, of the area south of Baton Rouge now as the water makes its way out to the, uh, to the ocean down the tributaries and the, and the rivers. So um, it's kind of a slow-moving flood. Um, but uh, fortunately, in most places, it's finally going down. 
and and now we're just beginning to assess the total damage and the total needs that are emerging. But uh, the the general number that's been thrown around uh, for three or four days now, so we think it's it's pretty accurate. Is there's at least forty thousand uh, homes that were flooded. So. Uh, Forty thousand is a pretty good sized number, and uh, and we're trying to get to work as fast as possible to to uh, to gut them, muck them out, and and get them drying out, so then we can begin rebuilding. So going back to the beginning, real quick, uh, Camp Restore. Um, how long is Katrina Katrina stuff? Is there still work that you are, have been doing even after ten years in terms of Katrina aftermath? So um, the short answer to that is yes. Um, out of the over 100,000 homes in New Orleans that were affected by Katrina, um, there's still a good 10% or so that are not yet restored. Now, the good news of that is that 90% are restored, but uh, 10% of 100,000 is still 10,000. So there's still sure. a good amount of work uh, going on in New Orleans. But uh, we've also been expanding. In the last five years, uh, we've partnered up with a lot of local churches and nonprofits uh, who are doing other work that is, uh, in some ways, working to prepare to prevent another Katrina. So sure. we're working on planting trees, restoring the wetlands, which are protecting the area. So the more trees we have out along the coast, uh, the, the less storm surge flooding there is. Um, and we're going to build up uh, just community resiliency through our churches, through our nonprofit organizations, organizations serving people. And actually, our, our executive director is calling back in. So is it all right to him in? Absolutely. This is excellent. Fantastic. Take your time. See, this is what apps young young folks when uh, have a chance to have both the director and the uh, deputy director on here to learn about Camp Restore. So glad to have that opportunity. All right. I think Pastor is on. Pastor? Excellent. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm just, I've just been on conference in Baton Rouge oh, I, trying to get to the... Hey, yeah, uh, we've got a site over... Yeah, we've got a site in Baton Rouge where we're deploying people out of sure and we're trying to get all of that logistical information in place oh, well you know what so, I, um, we want you guys we want to be able to the goal of having you guys on today is to learn a little bit about camp restore and uh, kurt had uh, filled us in a little bit about that but we certainly want you guys to be able to do what you got to do so that you can help people which is what you're in the business of doing um so but but thank you for uh jumping in here so we have uh uh, David Goodine, and how long have you been there, David, working for since RAI? 2000, uh, since 2010. Okay. And I had asked uh, Kurt a little bit about uh, about if there were still uh, Katrina aftermath things going on, even though now you have this new batch of things. Um, and it sounds like they are, but have those kind of taken a back seat now to the immediate concerns, I imagine? Yeah, that's it is. It works that way at times. Okay. Now, how, for the sake of those that are, are still getting familiar with Camp Restore, so you, you have a director, exe, uh, deputy director. How many, how, many, how many full-time or part-time staff do you have, and, and to what degree do you rely on volunteerism? Go ahead, Kurt. Well, we've got about six full-time staff, um, and we host just over 3,000 volunteers on average uh, each year. Wow. And most of our volunteers work for a week at a time, uh, arriving on a weekend and, and then heading on home the next weekend. <clears throat> so um, so I would say, you know, that's the that's general layout. And, and we're essentially the the uh, catalysts as the staff members here who are who are connecting that volunteer base with, with uh, 
the opportunities to come alongside our local nonprofits, our local volunteers, and local churches uh, doing the missions and ministries that they do year-round. Wow. So 3,000 in the course of the year. Um, is there a certain number that uh, – are there certain times of the year that are, are like holes where it's harder to get people? And, uh, and how many people can you have down there at one, any one time? So our, our maximum capacity in New Orleans is just under 300. And we also have now additional capacity um, up in Baton Rouge of, of somewhere around 100 or so, maybe even more. Okay. Uh, we have a bit of a dispersed model where we've got actual families uh, through Trinity Lutheran Church in Baton Rouge who are also hosting volunteers in their homes. Hmm. Um, and then uh, in terms of the, the schedule around the year, uh, we're actually almost fully booked up for several weeks in March already during spring break. So that's a very, very busy time. Sure. Uh, we have a lot of groups that come over winter break and through the winter wintertime. Um, it's a lot warmer down here than, say, in Wisconsin in January. So no, uh, it works it out real so. nice like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and, and then in the summertime, uh, we get a whole bunch of great church groups and family groups that come throughout the summer. So the, the time of the year that we're actually usually having a bit of a break is right now. Um, yeah, at the well. beginning of the school year, it, it's hurricane season. Uh, there's a lot going on, people working, getting things straightened out, and, and uh, making things happen before the holiday season comes up. So the fall, uh, September and October are kind of our quiet uh, our quiet time of the year versus the rest of the year. But we do have volunteers coming and serving year-round. So uh, this is a bit of an exceptional situation of having uh, a major response right in the midst of, of this time of year when normally we're actually retooling and getting prepared for the next volunteer season. Well, um, David, if I could turn to you, um, in general, like what percentage of your volunteer, I mean, do you, you do you get a lot of college students or high school students, um, which as I refer to them as pre-college students? Do you get a lot of college students down there? We get probably 70% of our uh, of our volunteers are wow. college and high school groups. Wow. That is awesome. Um, yeah, it, it, it is. We get to work with, you know, people that are highly motivated that are coming here to serve instead of, um, instead of going on spring break to Cancun or someplace like that. We had a, uh, one of my favorite groups was a group, the raging Cajuns out of, um, out of, uh, South part of Louisiana here. And, the week after final exams in um, December, they came and spent a week with us before they went home. Oh, that's just awesome. Just before Christmas. Oh, yeah. You know, that's yes, a great idea awesome. if your students out there and you're listening, you know, you take your finals um, before you all disperse, go do something not only fun but also to, to serve. And, and if you can do something physical and kind of work out that academic year aggression <laughs> on tearing things down or whatever, so much the, <laughs> so much the better. You know, but you have uh, oh, 60 to 70. That, that's fantastic. Um, and I, I have no doubt. It, it doesn't surprise me here that college students love to serve. They also love to road trip. Um, but getting, mm -hmm. let's, let's maybe get to the needs of right now, because that's what's maybe most pressing. There are a lot of students, a lot of places around the country where they don't start school, um, you know, till later, or sometimes they start after Labor Day. Um, can you, you know, what are your needs right now? And, uh, you know, how long of a window do you see this immediate time?
time? Is it this the next three or four weeks or a month or so, or is this a six week thing? Uh, what, what's the time perspective as far as you can tell? I know you're still assessing things, but how long could you really use an infusion of young people? It's, uh, I think the scope is still unfolding um, to, uh, on how many houses are really affected. I, Kurt, I think you have that information kind of handy. Yeah, I mentioned earlier when you were uh, you were taking the call, you know, the initial numbers are around 40,000 homes, um, and we that's just what we touched on then. And so the, the bottom line yeah. is you can, use oh, any, you can use anybody you can get right now. Is that pretty much how it is? Yes, we, yes, we can, and this is... It, it, it's not a short-term thing to, to, to put things back together. Sure. It takes some significant mm-hmm. amount of time. So this is, it's not a matter of weeks um, or, or months for this, on, on this um, scope, I don't think. It could, it could be much longer than that. And it's going to, for us, it's always driven by people that are willing to help. That's really going to be the telling factor. If we have people here that are willing to help, will connect them to those that are in need. And our, the, the biggest thing we found out is that when, when you stand beside someone and work with them, you find out they've got as much to give you um, in the midst of it as you give them. So everyone walks out richer for their experience. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, I would, but have you ever, could you foresee a situation where you had too many people? I mean, how many, how does it go for the college students out there going, yeah, let's road trip. Let's go right now. We don't start school for three weeks. What would be the process of how they would get in touch with you? And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll ask questions like, well, where would we stay while we're there? How does that all kind of work? Kurt, you want to pick that? Sure. Um, we've, we've got a, we're actually, just to be honest, we're still working out the exact uh, details ongoing uh, with our with our Baton Rouge response. Um, for simplicity's sake, um, I can direct everyone to uh, to reach out to us. You could either directly message us on Facebook, we're at Camp Restore, or on Twitter or Instagram. All of those were at Camp Restore, and uh, at our website www.camprestore.org. Uh, you can also uh, just reach out. We have uh, a contact us form. It's probably the fastest and easiest way uh, just to get in touch with us. Or you can call us um, at our main number. It's 504-242-2636. And uh, we will have more information coming on our website shortly. I'm actually, when I get off the phone uh, right now, I'm going to be working on a, a web story to put on our website so we can have some updated information there. Okay. And um, just reaching out to us, as long as we get in touch with you, we're going to get you connected with our people on the ground at Baton Rouge. And, uh, and we'll work out all the logistics uh, based on when you're able to come and serve and, and uh, how many people you're bringing, et cetera, et cetera. And, and don't worry. I mean, if you have a group of 500, uh, we will find a way to host you and, and get you connected. So we're not worried about numbers. We're not worried about numbers. We love numbers. Uh, and what about individuals? Is it is it preferable to have people that come in a group that can kind of be somewhat self-sufficient and sticking together? Or can you handle the student from Montana that says, hey, I, I don't know anybody, but I really want to I really want to come. We connect them to one to if a group is here and someone comes in, we try to connect them with the kind of like groups. Okay. So they get to meet new people rather than being, you know, lone wolves. Um, and then we monitor how that goes and everything. But we, 
usually, you know, people are doing the same thing. They're working together, and they make some friendships. Oh, sure. In fact, I think, Kurt, we've had a few marriages out of here, haven't we? I don't know what the total tally is, but <laughs> it's more than two. It's more than two, that's for sure. Well, I hope they're not getting married when they're supposed to be like, like – uh, like mudding something or whatever that they you mean that they they get married afterward because they had such a great experience and met one another and oh it's nothing like making a heart shaped um thing out of drywall you know <laughs> and and the, the, anyway <laughs> <laughs> no I love it you know I could see that you know I uh, I met uh, I met my wife working as a camp counselor one summer and met somebody that was working alongside and and so the, these things happen so. Um, so you heard that, guys and gals out there in college is a great place to, I mean, not that that's the main reason to go, but uh, the, the point is, is that wonderful things happen uh, when people uh, serve together and work together and have these kind of common yeah. experiences. And, and so we certainly like to encourage that. So, so thanks for pointing it out. That's, that's fantastic. Um, real quick, we got just about, you know, I don't know, seven or eight minutes here left, but, uh, is there anything else that you need? Is there anything that people can do that? Okay. We can't come to camp restore right now. Uh, maybe we can down the line, but what needs do you have that are beyond just physical people coming down? Do you have any of those needs? You know, we can uh, we can uh, we can always use the, the prayers of God's people. In oh, fact, absolutely. that was the first thing. That's the first thing they're asking for at, out of Baton Rouge is that people would pray. Um, uh, and I, and we know that people do that on a regular basis. Oh, sure. That it's not just it's not just about you know people in trouble, but it's just it's the <laughs> constant. You know, if, if God's people care for one another wherever they are, because um, just this morning, a, a man stopped by here at, at Camp Restore who lived in the flooded area. Well, his job is up in the air. His home is gone. He's got kids and his wife to care for, and he was kind of at wit's end. You know, what am I going to do? How am I going to take care of them? Because that's my responsibility. So Kurt and um, one of our other staff people spend time with him just, you know, saying, hey, you know, I understand that this has just happened, but there will be light at the end of the tunnel. And a lot of the work that our volunteers do is not particularly physical sometimes. Sometimes it's putting down a trowel and talking to people about what's going on in their lives. Sure. I mean, it's it can be rather intense, can it? Can it hurt? Um, as intense as things can get, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that uh, that underscores the the great need, and uh, so it's not just about rolling up your sleeve and actually uh, actually doing physical work. It is that, but it's also about caring for those in the community, many who are strangers. Yeah. And, um, so. Uh, I'm think. I guess I'm thinking more about uh, the the students are out there. Many are going. Wow, this would be great, but um, I can't go right now because I've already started school. I myself have a college uh, a freshman in my household who's starting on Monday, so it's kind of hard to do it. But how far out do you block out uh, in terms of um, you know groups that are interested in coming down the line? I mean, how far out do you does your calendar go? We already have. Yeah, we already have people booking for July and August 2017. 
Okay. And we are also in the midst of working with the Michigan District, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Senate, and our op- our we'll be opening a campus store in Detroit. Really? Starting up. Yep. Oh yeah, Detroit has got some real some real challenges. Oh, I'm sure. Kurt, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, please do. We've um, got about five minutes here, but I'd love to hear about right, this because. Right. We have a lot of a lot of urban campus ministry situations, and and young people love to be in the urban environment. So I could really see that being a real natural connection. So tell us about that. All right, uh, if I may, I'll go right into that. But I do want to mention to answer the final point on the previous question of what can we do if, if okay. perhaps we can't come and volunteer right now. Okay, um, there are a, there's a fantastic team of of various LCMS organizations. Um, that are all taking part in this relief effort down here, and in all of them, uh, you can donate to, and uh, and know that that and trust that your your funds are are being put to to good use. So, uh, Lutheran Church Charities, of course, the LCMS Disaster Relief Fund, the Southern District, the LCMS Orphan Grain Train, Shepherd's Heart Ministries, uh, Disaster Response Ministry. Any of those um, are really wonderful organizations who are accepting donations of both goods and uh, and funds. That'd be a great way to to uh, be able to have an impact from a distance if you're not able to okay. to come on and down. I imagine so as you I map wanna... stuff out on the website here and update it, um, they'll be able to to access some of those type that type of information there of how to do that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so. So moving, uh, not to, I mean, the, the subject here really right now is to, to be working on this uh, disaster response here in, around Baton Rouge. No, absolutely, um, and I don't, I don't want did, to take uh, away from that, but it tickled my interest a little bit. Um, so it, before um, before this happened, like a month ago, um, and actually for the past six months, we've been working with the Michigan District and a number of local congregations in the Detroit area because we had discovered a similarity of of how, in many ways, the, the process by which it came about was, was a whole different process. The hurricane did not hit Detroit, but many of the, the nonprofits and churches doing work and, and outreach in Detroit uh, were doing it in some of the same environments that we saw in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, blocks and blocks of uh, blighted or even empty lots of just, it's, it's almost like empty fields, like an urban prairie across for for square miles of the city, sure. and uh, in many ways, that's what we were dealing with here in New Orleans. Um, and we realized that there was the same opportunity to come in and serve alongside Detroiters as they themselves are working to to uh, love their neighbor and to build up their city and and uh, and create something new there in the 21st century. And and uh, and so we we began evaluating it, and it, it looks like we should be able to organize a similar process to take the same volunteer model and and then go and and hopefully establish um a local ministry up there in detroit that would be led by uh detroiters and michiganders basically doing what we're doing here in new orleans but in a different setting well that is absolutely exciting and i know it's not pressing at the moment quite like uh, what you guys are experiencing right now and the current needs but i i do think that's helpful for to kind of uh to, for the sake of the interest of those that are listening, that uh, there are other opportunities like that. And thank you for what you both do 
in this regard. Uh, we're down to just a couple of minutes as uh, before we have to sign off. I want to make sure that we give you guys a chance to get back to what you're doing. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of money, our college students, um, but we do. You know, at LCMSU. Uh, but we do have college students, and I'm tickled to death to hear that you have had so many down there. And I want you to know that I want to pledge to you that uh, we'll try to do whatever we can to to push people down there, especially at odd times when maybe you don't get as many. Um, but hopefully in the future we can, and especially in this interim, uh, we can hopefully, if, if you're out there, if you're a college student, if you've uh, got a couple, three weeks yet, uh, uh, we'll push the links and whatnot uh, even before this program airs. But uh, but uh, let's see what we we'll see what we can do to get people down there. Is there anything that you, David, uh, would like to just in the last minute or two, just kind of any last parting thoughts that you'd like to share with our college students and campus ministry workers out there? Uh, it's the, the the greatest thing, and it's just amazing that you know that there are times when uh, our society seems to think that younger people are not people of faith and they're not really interested in their neighbors. And we, we're just constantly working with, with people that show that, you know, God's care and love and what they do. And um, we, we are heartened when we work with the people that we work with because we, the vast majority of our people are under 25, and they're here to care and serve and love other, other folks. And it's great. And uh, we, I, I have, I'm an older guy. But I have high hopes for the future. Oh. Kurt? I hear you. Any last thoughts, I, Kurt? I would just echo that. I would just echo that. It's, it's, um, there's, there's a tremendous amount of energy out there to, to go out and serve and, and share God's love with, with one another. And it's happening. It's real. And, uh, and we're just, I just personally feel blessed to be able to just play a small part in that. Shake it back! Well, that's all we have time for here, folks. Remember, camprestore.org. College students, college is tough. If you need Jesus, we'll help.